The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Welcome back, everybody, to the Federal Football Report, Federal News Network, 1500 AM. Anywhere where you get your podcast, you can tell the anticipation in my voice. Kevin Stanfield has the look of anticipation all over his face. <laughs> Week number one of the NFL season is upon us. Washington uh, Commanders against the Jaguars. You know, 20 years ago, or maybe even 30 years ago, if you were to say, hey, you've got an NFL Week 1 game with Commanders versus Jaguars, you are like, what? That's not the NFL? That's the Canadian <laughs> right. Football League or the XFL right. or something or not. It's, it's not. That's right. But but yet here we are, right? You but know, it's like, like a video game, the reboot, right? We don't know who's on the cover, but, you know, one thing is for sure, everybody has the same record right now. Everybody's in first place, including the Manders, right? And this is what they will be. They're the Manders, right? It's like it's like you have a nickname for your favorite relative, right? You know, you got mm-hmm. Uncle Uncle uh, Billy Bob or, or right. Cousin Pookie, right? You know, <laughs> these are the Manders, right? You know, if, you go, if we're going to be a fan, let's embrace these people, man. I mean, mm-hmm. this is our team, right? And we can criticize them just like, hey, look, just like anybody else in my family, right? My family's not perfect. Right, and, uh, right. Football, again, yeah, uh, uh, is, is in the air. Our preview show, uh, we're going to talk about, the, of course, the week one matchup against the Jaguars. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFC East. Do all the things we normally do. Of course, we got fake news or not, but we've got a special guest uh, on the show that we want to kick off our special preview show. We love having, you know, we, we've had big guests before. I mean, Judy Donaldson. I mean, that's a big get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've got Rick Doc Walker. Ladies and gentlemen, Rick Doc Walker joining the show. Sir, thank you so much for having us. Turk, Kev, I'm good, man. Good to be with you. <laughs> Absolutely. So, of course, talking Burgundy and Go, football's in the air. Week one's coming up. Um, you know, one thing that we love about, you know, when you're on air, radio, television, is that, you know, you you pretty much tell it like it is. You tell it, you know, what you see, No, uh, very unapologetic about it. And so just an overall look at this team coming into this season, um, um, uh, you know, what is the biggest question for the Burgundy and Gold before we take the field with the Jacksonville Jaguars? Well, O-line uh, is my major concern because Turner, Trey Turner, was expected to start. I know Wes Schweitzer is capable of doing it, but the big fella, ninth-year player, former pro bowler, uh, he hadn't had any preseason. Uh, but in your ninth year, if you're in condition, he, he should be ready to go. Uh, Rouye has been on a snap count, but I think he's ready to go. Um, Noel. Got nicked up a little bit, but I think he'll be another ninth-year guy. These guys are pros. They know exactly what's expected of them and what they got to get done. Uh, the other thing is that with protection locked down, and Char- uh, Leno Jr. is a stud, He's also was nicked a little bit. So I'd like to see my five gladiators ready to go. They didn't get that chance, but we'll find out game time. Um, again, if Shadik Charles, I trust him. I trust Wes Schweitzer. If guys have to come in, Cornelius Lucas can also swing at both tackles. So I'm pretty concerned and I think Masco as a coach is the best. So those guys have proven throughout time that they won't be the problem, that they won't be the weak link. The weapons galore. Mm -hmm. Uh, Up to Carson to get into a groove. And as I say, you can't judge a man until he's faced with adversity. Mm -hmm. And how he responds to that 
will be paramount to his success. Mm-hmm. Very good. Doc, you mentioned the, the big guys up front. And so often you hear, and if you see me smiling, man, please forgive me. I'm, I'm, I feel like a kid on Christmas morning, man, having you with us, right? But but you hear the term new NFL, and, 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 and we're talking like guys who like to talk stats and, and fantasy and, and all that. Do you feel that the big guys up front, do you feel their role of the game is understood by the, by the everyday fan these days? Well, no, no, because gambling is here to stay. <laughs> Fantasy is here to stay. I love all of those components, but you don't win with it. Um, okay. That's entertainment. Okay. Winning comes from your O-line and D-line. That's how you win. All the teams that play for in the playoffs, nobody brings in a weak unit on the O-line or D-line that's playing. The Super Bowl champions are indicative of that. They had the best D-line, and their offensive line was great. Whitworth, they lost their left tackle, so they'll have to get somebody in there to shore up that. I mean, he's a perennial Pro Bowl-type talent. Everybody has deficits. you got to be able to play hurt. It's not about just starting 22. It's the entire 53. If you're weak and you're backups, your team won't make it. You've got to be able to overcome adversity and not miss a beat. So these guys were kind of dealing with a lot of injuries at tight end room. Amari uh, Rogers was the only guy that actually played. So we're hoping that the very talented Logan Thomas uh, can come in. John Bates, I love him a lot. Didn't play in the preseason. Nobody, oh, I, I think Logan will play. Cole Turner, Rook, he was out. Boy, he's, he's a talent. But we haven't seen it. Not on a large stage. I always, my, my, Example is that there are a lot of great singers in the shower. But you put them on stage in front of an audience and they choke up. So I don't count practice, especially a non-padded practice. Right. Football is designed to be played full speed, full contact, and full pads. Mm-hmm. You can do all this cute stuff you want to do. You can abbreviate the preseason. Don't mean squat to me. I think it's a disadvantage. I like the Ravens approach. Because they come after to try to win every game. Mm-hmm. They don't care who's in the game. Everybody understands the assignment is to win the game. We don't win enough games. And so I'm looking to see once they uncover this new, all this new stuff, now can it work? We have to win on the scoreboard. Yeah, you talk about winning on the scoreboard and, you know, with, you know, and you talk about the, the contact and, 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 and with the sport. Uh, it's interesting because a few years ago, I remember I was listening to a preseason game. It was the la- it was the fourth one. The old radio team was doing it. And, and, and Larry went down to the field to you and said, all right, uh, uh, Doc, it's the final preseason game. What do we need to see? You had one word. You said violence. And you sent it back to him in the booth. Yeah. As Doc, yeah. have, have you seen enough violence this preseason uh, with this defense, even with the with the big boys up front on the O line, uh, to to fit your violence quotient for the for the preseason? The the, the attitude up front is there. Yeah. They'll break glass, but they don't get enough sacks on third down, and we haven't shown that you can't run or go. So I, no, I haven't. I, I I like the talent. I love the work ethic. The plan is intact. They've had some movement on the D-line. Coach Z, more than capable. Ryan Kerrigan was just added to the staff. All that's great. I need to see the talent and and, and Montez Sweat. Mm -hmm. He's gifted, but I got to get results. He's a a two-sack-a-game guy to me. That's how talented Mm -hmm. he is. But we got to see it. Mm -hmm. They've been close. It's not horseshoes. Mm -hmm. So I need results. 
I don't need no more window dressing. I don't need any more promotions. I need football played at a very high level. And we have got to play smart. If we play smart and don't turn it over and don't give up field position, and then we got to find a hero in our special teams returns. We have got, we are used to greatness in the return game. We got to get back. It's not just the returner. It's the people that block. It's those two vice guys on punt return so that we keep the opposition strikers at bay. We have got to capture all the little things, field position, don't turn it over and protect the football. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, speaking of special team, can you imagine Mike Nelms catching a kickoff one yard in the end zone and, and taking a knee? <laughs> well, he would never, first of all, he never for never no fair catches. That's you got right. more guys right. fair catching. I go, how in the hell can you fair catch? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're trying to make a team, man. Mm-hmm. Pull the ripcord. That can't be st- yeah, it was wrong. And Ron Rivera was right about that. But if I'm that kid, I'm trying to make a team, I'm coming out. Coming out. You got Come to, out, man. Boy. You, you better be to. Gail Sayers when you do it. <laughs> you don't have no Gail Sayers in you, then stay in the end zone. Right. <laughs> hey, talking to the great Rick Doc Walker here. Listen, man, you you uh uh, were a blessing to us. You, you know, brought that first championship uh, to, to Washington, D.C. And and there was something about your coach, man. There was something about Joe Gibbs that he understood the role of the fan in this whole thing. Joe Gibbs would come out on TV before the game and made us feel like it was our responsibility as fans <laughs> to win this game, right, Joe? You know, we're going to need every one of you all out here cheering for us and all. And there was no doubt, man. Uh, do you feel that this team, this organization, as it exists right now, understands the benefit and the role of, of the fans uh, uh, to this whole process? They want to. You got a lot of new people. And the younger you get it, that means they've seen no success. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. So um, I ain't got, I love millennials, but we need some gray beards, people who have seen it and understand it. My cry today on the new show on 980, um, Burgundy and Gold today, I stress it's on us as fans, not about them. We got to get back to what we developed at RFK. And that was that win, lose, or draw, we were going to win the crowd. We're going to give them every chance to win. Now, what they do with it, that's on them. But we now have become soft because a lot of these ticket people, they inherited. Mm-hmm. They parents yeah. were hardcore. See, they worked in the federal government. You know what I mean? They stood the rain. They didn't have luxury boxes. We were all together. Right. And it was an unbeatable force. Only had 53,000, but it sounded like 150,000. <laughs> That's the difference. Now everybody wants to do the wine and cheese, and everybody wants to be in the luxury suites and whatever. That ain't us. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to get back to where what we our roots are, and that is that we win in the stands, and then it's up to them to build off that. That's what Joe was doing. Joe knew we needed everybody. We didn't have the most talent, but we had a lot of tough guys. And they were representing the Burgundy goal and that old fight for D.C. That was real for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, these kids are so removed from it. They're very seldom in the district, way out in the suburbs. And they don't understand what the city is all about. You know, I would tell them all, and they did it to their credit. They took guys down on field trips this year. Uh, they did a great job with the alumni taking kids down there. You know, the poor kid that got shot. Mm-hmm. That don't happen mm-hmm. in our era because, number one, he wouldn't have been solo. 
Mm-hmm. Right, right. Number one, you don't go somewhere you don't know what's going on by yourself. Right. No, right. right, right. We, that's that's where that's a rookie mistake because he went on his own. Mm-hmm. Dude, you don't know where you're at. From Alabama. They ain't mm-hmm. got nothing to do with this, man. A whole new yeah. thing. They're learning and they're learning. Mm-hmm. I love that kid. Thank God he was spared mm-hmm. and we'll be given another chance down the road. But I look at that as that George Stark made sure we knew. George lived in the district. Bobby Mitchell lived in the district. So when you're talking to Bobby Mitchell, you're talking to George Stark. We had the veteran leadership to where guys say, hey, you go in a pack. You don't roll down in the city solo, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, taking, mm-hmm. putting yourself at a risk. Yeah. And But then they have to be learned. They have to learn. And he survived it. Hopefully this will be a lesson. I know the guys over there, I believe, but Malcolm Blacken, he gets it. you know, And I'm sure he's laid that message out. You have to tell young people the do's and the don'ts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And, and that was the whole thing about it. That's why, but he also didn't play in the game. And that's not my philosophy. See, if he'd have played in the game, he'd have been tired. He'd take his butt home and got some rest. <laughs> absolutely, man. Absolutely. As a rookie not playing in a game, I, I don't get that. I don't get that. Not no, me. no, not a, I'm not well, a I mean, coach. you know, they got, they got the whole thing in the NBA with the road. They call load management. And so now everybody's on counts and stuff like that. Hey, and man. they don't play anymore. I mean, they, that's they, garbage. They, that's no, garbage. Exactly. We did it no. last year with Jam and Davis. Third preseason gave me a rookie he don't play. Right. <laughs> I don't understand that. But, you know, but that's not my job. I stick to my job. And that is giving you my evaluation based on what I've seen. Mm-hmm. I have no political agenda other than I need to see them win games. Yeah, yeah. You know, and you made a games, great point. You, you, know. you made such a great point too, Doc. Like, I mean, uh, you know, in the city, in D.C., you know, in the late 80s, early 90s, man, I mean, you, when the team's winning, there's just a different air in the in, on a Monday morning when you're at the bus stop getting on the metro, headed Changes into work, you know, I mean, like, like everybody's smiling, everybody's happy, you know, yeah. and, 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 and like that, those fall mornings when it's raining and, and 56 degrees, it just feels like a spring day when they're winning. It's like things are right, you know, in, yeah. in, in, in the DMV, um, you know, when they are, and hopefully, you know, they can return back, uh, you know, to that glory. One question about, about, about quarterback number 11. Um, so, He's a guy, when you talk about seeing on the field, it's a weird situation because we've seen him produce on the field, but then we've seen him not produce on the field. I think that if 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 if, if you get one of those Wentz years, um, his early Eagle years, I think that I think the sky's the limit for the offense. You talked about weapons, and they got him. Got a lot of weapons, but Carson's got to battle the demons within himself to understand that he doesn't have to do it alone. You know, mm-hmm. he's not the savior. He's a piece of this puzzle. And, you know, like Belichick said, just do your job. The play's right. not there, throw it away. You know, he's got great athleticism, but, you know, you don't have to use it every place. We saw Robert Griffin go through that. Mm-hmm. This is a league now, quarterbacks, they dare you to run. You know, they, the Hurst is a different animal up in Philadelphia. He's built mm-hmm. for this. Right. This boy's in there squatting, he's benching with linemen. <laughs> you know, he's a whole different animal. Right. You know, if you're not lifting with the linemen, then throw the ball away. Right. <laughs> throw that damn ball away. You, you know, you're, you're not playing in South Dakota, North Dakota, wherever. You in the NFL, and right. they don't give a damn about you. They want you to run. That's right. You've got to think big picture because we need him to put in 17 games. Right. Now, Doc, you also have the, uh, the, the the privilege of working with one of the greatest coaches in history in, in the late John Thompson. And, and he has certain philosophies about about coaching that 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 people didn't didn't um, didn't see like like 
especially like someone like Allen Iverson, right? He he said he give Allen Iverson a bag of M Ms and a soda, and he'd run all day long, right? Yeah. It seems to me that this organization is too mold focused. Like they have a certain thing in mind, and they're determined to make everything fit into that mold, as opposed to utilizing the best abilities of what they have. Am I wrong? Am I looking at that wrong? Or, or well, it's time to figure it out. And what happens is that this is a, a game that you have to stimulate human beings who, for the first time in our history, are rich. A lot of them are rich in the plan. So you're talking about an era where everybody was broke. They were trying <laughs> to win to make more money. Right. <laughs> I don't agree with the whole league's policy. I think the Super Bowl winners should get a million, a million five per player. Mm-hmm. You know, we, mm-hmm. we're paying people a lot of money and very few of them ever produce. Mm-hmm. It should, the goal should be at the end of the rainbow. Right. See, they right. have guys going out, they get it. But when you've got the guys are fat, guys making $20 million bonus, haven't busted great. Mm-hmm. And I look at that and I go, yeah, the league is rich, but I'm saying let's restructure some things, make it more incentive top eyes. Mm-hmm. So your performance is you have the ability to change your check, make more. You know, I think the people who make big plays should make big money. Look, I look at every team. What's your salary? Where do you rank in out of the 32? If you're in the top 15 and what you're paying people and you're in last place, you got a problem. Yeah, you got a problem. See, one thing I respect right, right. about the Bengals, that's how I learned my trade. Mm-hmm. They don't mm-hmm. pay nothing. <laughs> so you got you, you're telling you right now, the league had to force them to pay people. Mm-hmm. They're in the Super Bowl now because they got a guy at that quarterback position, and they have a guy at that receiver position, mm-hmm. they got a back. And it's really, when you look at it, you got to have ballers. And you surround mm-hmm. them around with some thugs that will protect them, open up holes for them, and let them do their thing. This is still a skillful game. It's not tennis. Mm-hmm. Where one great guy can dominate a sport. It's a team effort, and not 22, mm-hmm. 53 man strong. Kickers, punters, snappers, everybody matters. And we led with special teams. Joe Gibbs was brilliant. He knew we got to get every advantage we could get. He didn't think we were going to beat anybody the way he talked, but he was smart enough <laughs> to play everything down and mm-hmm. let us earn it. Mm-hmm. You know, now mm-hmm. they want to make people, you know, kings and queens before they bust the grape. Now I heard we got eight captains, and I'm going, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, really. I don't understand. You got seven damn wins. You got eight. You got, <laughs> you got more captains than wins. Yeah, yeah I've seen captain one, guy for win. yeah. one guy would be John Allen. Yeah, See, that's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm sitting one dog out there. Really, he represents yeah. us. Let's play ball. Right, right, right. Yeah, no, we talk about playing ball, so we're going to play some ball on Sunday. Uh, you know, fans are going to get together, you know, watching him, whatever. What are you looking for? Because, I mean, you're, you're also, you know, working, but what are you looking for or, or, or what do you – what what in this game? I mean, because it's easy to try to write off anything. All these guys are professionals. You know, you can't, you can't you sit up there and say, oh, well, uh, well it, as I heard a guy on the radio this morning talking about, well, this is a great way to start the season because Jacksonville is like, well, Jacksonville got this game circle too. Because, you know, and they, 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 they think it's going to be easy start as well when you right. when, when when that ball kicks off this coming Sunday doc what are you looking for what's what's doc paying attention to well our pressure on the quarterback you know we've got a second year guy who's the number one pick in the draft who's used to success he got a lot on his mind it's his second system in two years mm-hmm. we got to rattle him early and I want pressure I'm a pressure defense guy yeah I, I just think we have to force the issue until we get better. Um, and I don't know what they're going to do, 
But I do know that if we can pound that rock and stop the run, now things open up. And then I got to trust our secondary. We got skillful people, but we got to develop a formula. Who are we? I don't know who they are. We need an identity. Mm-hmm. My identity is very simple, ground and pound. Mm-hmm. If we control the line of scrimmage, game over. But if we don't, now you got to be quick and witty and we got to trick people. <laughs> well, that only works yeah. every once in a while. Yeah. One thing yeah. I love learned from Vince Lombardi is that, and Joe Gibbs, Dick, one play is enough. If you run it well enough, they can't stop. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't have to have 55 plays. (laughs) We had five. And we came through it with 25 different ways. In the end, make sure your people understand what bread and butter is. I never understand what our bread and butter is. What is our go-to third and five? Can we get it? We ran Charlie 10 hitch. Mm -hmm. Art Monk and Gary, they caught more hitch routes, five-yard stop. Mm -hmm. Not that complicated. But we could count on it. It had probably a 90% success rate, Mm -hmm. 50 gut. It had an 80% success rate. You you, you have to have staples. I never know what our staples are, and I don't like that. That creativity, get it to the Rams. What we want to (laughs) do is is slobber knocker football. Mm -hmm. You can hold up in the box. Now, when you play Philadelphia, you play some other teams, they, you might have to honor, honor that, but there's certain teams you should just come out and say, you know what, we'll we're just better than you yeah. are, mm-hmm. and we're gonna kick your ass mm-hmm. from day one until you quit, mm-hmm. and that should be it. But again, right. I'm on, a, I'm on a microphone. I don't coach. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Doc. Well, we don't want to hold you, but I, I have to tell this story. I've, I've never told Claude how how we met. I've never told anybody how we met, actually. And it was back, uh, I don't know if you remember, back in your days at MAL, you were doing the, the talk show, and yeah. me, I was a professional caller. <laughs> I called in, uh, made my point, whatever ridiculous point I had. The doc told me to hold on. Then he talked to me off air. He said, are you from D.C.? I said, yeah. He said, look, man, the coverage of high school athletics in this town sucks. <laughs> you know, Doc's from L.A., right? Doc's a West Coast guy. He adopted us. He said, I'm putting together a group of guys to volunteer, go out, cover their high school, then come back and bring it to me, and we're going to make a network out of this thing. Yeah, and yeah. we're going to give the high school sports what they deserve. And yeah. it was it was awesome, man. The schools loved it. The kids <laughs> loved it. Now, what happened was the network and their infinite wisdom decided that they were going to go syndicate it. And they didn't want to focus on one city. But because of Doc's love for this city and wanting to do, you know, people talk the talk. Doc walks the walk. He got in there, got involved in the city, got us involved in the city, and changed my life, man. Changed my career. And I'll forever be grateful for that, man. He doesn't. Well, I, he doesn't... I mean, I, I, I really enjoyed that. I still believe it. All the T- PDs tell me, they go, well, high school, how can it not matter? The WCAC is one of the dominant high school mm-hmm. programs in the country. And and it's not used to be, you know, whether it was McLemore or DeMathan, St. John's, Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. I mean, it goes on. It, it, it's, it's outstanding. That produces, we're a fertile ground. Basketball, we're top five in the country. Correct. Yeah, it's right. fertile. Yeah. We say it's in the water. My boy, G from the shop. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying in football, and with Mike Loxley now at the University of Maryland, my whole deal was why I got involved with Mike Anderson in grassroots youth football. If we neglect the babies, mm-hmm. 
then they'll grow up and they'll go to Ohio State. They'll go, they'll go out. Of, no, mm-hmm. we need to keep them home. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. need to give them, and the parents put in so much effort. The coaches don't make a dime. Trainers, the band, every, it's such a community type thing. We had 10,000 people in Santa Ana, California in my high school game, 10,000. Mm-hmm. It was a community deal. Modern Day's there too. Modern Day's still yeah, modern day, a, a yeah. top flag mm-hmm. program. Mm-hmm. So I've seen what happens when a, people get involved in it. And thank God I've been with the Touchdown Club. We've been able to give awards out every year that we're able to give out high, we give a high school, college, and pro awards. Just the way it mm-hmm. ought to be. Yeah. All three steps should always be acknowledged. And the guys, I fit the name that we call them for, are, are, are guys that were out there getting the um, the information. It's interesting yeah. you say that, but they were the Hawks, the high school Hawks. Yep, the high school Hawks, that's right. <laughs> high that's school right. Hawks. Nice. The high school <laughs> Hawks got out and everybody would come and get a report. I covered, I started D.C. IAA football, mm-hmm. you know. So I'm down at, down downtown, and my first game with Harry Davis, God rest his soul, at NBC, we had the broadcast factory, so he got all the NBC donated him all the equipment that they had moved on from, and he reestablished everything. We had three cameras shoot. Wow. You know, we had a press box. My first games were DCIAA high school football. Nice. And then I went to Howard and covered mm-hmm. Howard and covered the MEAC. You know, I drove up. We drove up to Philadelphia. Dave Sims, who I've worked in a ton of games with, Dave is now the voice of the Seattle Mariners. He's a terrific broadcaster. We did Howard Temple. We had about 80 people in the stadium. <laughs> at the old bed. And yeah, I drove up there and we got 40 bucks for gas. And we went up there and did the game. <laughs> so people go passion. Yeah, because whenever you can do what you would do for free and get paid for it, you're winning. That's yes. right. That's you know, right. You're winning. Right. I don't never want to be the guy in my car stuck in traffic, going to a job I hate it. Mm-hmm. Have being around people I don't like and, and to earn a living. No, 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 no. So I said, you have to create your environment mm-hmm. and then you have to get people sold on the idea that what you're doing is not just for yourself, but it's for other people. Everybody can win at this as a community type effort because that's what you guys did for me. Mm-hmm. I'm coming in going, my God, the play, the stadium's rocking. Mm-hmm. People are going nuts. You can't pay for a beer nowhere. Everybody's <laughs> like, I said, we need to make that who we are. We got away from that. Yeah. We're 0 for 22. We ain't won nothing. And I'm just saying, it's time, not the team, but the people and the DMV take this personal and start creating the atmosphere that we were, that your parents did and follow in that. Yeah, I know you got some tickets handed down and passed on to you. That's what happens when people don't earn things. They mm-hmm. take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna let you go with this, Doc. I don't want to hold you too late. You've been so gracious with your time. So you talked about Pop Warner, youth football. So my son's nine. Uh, he's playing football this year, uh, getting used to the contact and everything. He loves it. I mean, you know, he's he loves it. Yeah. And so, and so he's um, and, and so they start their first game this weekend. Now I, I live in Silver Spring, Maryland. He's playing for Howard County Titans, but the league we're in. This is where we. This is where I need a, a a a doc motivational speech. So we're in a Baltimore City League, though. So we we going up ninety five, and you yeah, I see the look on your face right there. So 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 the, I'm explaining to my suburb kids, suburban kids, these are different cats we playing against now. Okay, <laughs> see, like you talk about different generations. I grew up in Northeast DC. It's all good. They grew up Silver Spring, College Park, Laurel, you know, Columbia. You know what I mean? Hey, so, how many bathrooms in your house? <laughs> I got two. Well, in this one, I got three. Okay, see, so this is what I told. Everybody, we had one bathroom in our house. 
We had one TV. Mm -hmm. We had one everything, one phone. These kids, not my kids, they had a bathroom in their bedroom. <laughs> and air we didn't have air conditioning. Right. So I would make them go outside and run mm -hmm. every day. Go, how long? Would because it was, I knew that I had to create an environment that I didn't want them to be comfortable. Right. You know, y'all ain't earned none of this. <laughs> y'all tagging all you hitchhikers. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to feed you, but you got to work. Mm -hmm. And as long as you instill in them that the kids in another providence may be, they're hungry. Because mm -hmm. they're looking at that football as their way out. That's Your right. kid is playing because he likes to play. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. Mm -hmm. So you got to create an environment to let him know that you're going up against kids that are hungry. You need to be just as hungry because you're That's broke. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, you absolutely <laughs> broke. I'm funding you. You have mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you want to get something, you got to learn, teach them how to hunt. That's right. We don't teach our kids how to hunt. We mm -hmm. buy, we give them too much. Mm -hmm. Teach them how to hunt. And hunting is competitiveness. And, uh, and I've coached at Fairfax, had seven years in this area, and at Langley. And I'll tell those kids at Langley who were tough as nails, but their opponents didn't see them that way. Mm -hmm. Kids was tough as nails. They needed to be taught. See, that's why I say I'm the canine trainer. <laughs> I got to bring the dog out of you because right. everybody's got it in them. Mm -hmm. Let somebody jump you. You're mm -hmm. going to do some things you didn't know you were capable of doing, right? That's right. right. That's, that's right. So that's right. That's right. Into emergency defense mechanisms. So we all have it in us. <laughs> but if you got air conditioned, color TV, you got a handheld device in your hand, you can soft as jello. Yeah, that's I'm right. That's right. right now that you have to set the precedence. For them that we train every day. If he wants to be an athlete, the first thing he can control is his conditioning. Mm -hmm. You know, if he's not doing push-ups and setups, and all, he he don't get it. Mm -hmm. You know, put him in another sport right. because to play this game, you got to go take something from another person. Mm -hmm. Nothing's given. You got to take whatever you want. So mm -hmm. that's it. You tell him that and go down there and just encourage him. He's lucky that he has you to be with him. Not everybody has their old man in their that's life. True. That's and that's the whole key to it. That's why I think coaching, especially in the city, and Baltimore is a perfect example. That's why I love Harbaugh. Mm -hmm. We win every preseason game. That's that's cultural. That's he. What he did was those rookies come in. What you gonna do? They playing most of the game. The vets don't even play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yet they were <laughs> able to maintain a streak because he set the bar high. Right. He yeah. told them, yeah. you know, well, other people, oh, we're, you know, we're we're going to experiment. No, no, no. We are to play to win. Mm -hmm. And that's why the Ravens, man, canines, all man, canines. That's and fine. that's an attitude, and I respect it. Absolutely, absolutely. Doc, thank you so much for your time, man. We really appreciate it. This Anytime, is wonderful. man. Appreciate y'all, man. My man, you're the best, school, man. Oh. One of the original high school. <laughs> I love that, man. Yes, indeed. Uh, Changed uh, my life, man. Changed right, my life, deal. brother. Love right, you, man. man. Anytime, man. All right, you. Take thank you. Out. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, honestly, Doc's the best, isn't he? I mean, absolutely, he's the best. Absolutely. And, and again, this is one, you know, and then a lot of interviews like that. But when 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 he's on the mic and he's on the show, you you shut up and you let him talk. And that's what we did. Right. <laughs> you just, right. Doc, what about this? And then you let him go because you're going to learn so much. So hopefully everybody enjoyed that. Um, man, I know I did. But I guess yeah. there's still stuff to talk about, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't care if y'all enjoyed it or not. I did, man. Right. That was for me. Yeah. Did you ever this know the story? About, this wasn't about the listeners. This was all right. about This is about being Clark and Doc, right? <laughs> did you ever hear that story before? About how no, I, met I never Doc heard that. And the, the high school, school Hawks? Hawks? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was brilliant, man. It was it was a thing. And, and you should have seen the reaction of the coaches as we came and told them, hey, look, we're 
going to be covering this game. And coach, what? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> us? Mm-hmm. And they just welcomed us with open arms, right? And, and, and kids, like, you stick a microphone in the kids' face. It's just, it, it gave them a, 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 a sense of purpose that, you know, people, we cared about them, right? And the city mm-hmm. needs to get back to that, right? There yeah. was a thing on ESPN about Anacostia High School about 10 years ago that they were uh, considering, this is my high school now, they were considering dropping the sports because because they didn't have enough participants. Wow. They did not have, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah but, 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 um, one of the things, like like Doc said, man, it's about it's about the babies, as he likes to call them. Man, we get involved, get in the city, and show them that we care, and we can change some things around, man. That's we gotta get it in the seed stage, right? We can't, you can't like try to remove all the weeds after the weeds have grown. We gotta get those weeds in in the seed stage, man, and, mm-hmm. and do what we can uh, for the city, like Doc and so many. Uh, 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 of his teammates did, and that yeah. continues to do in this yeah. area. Well, the you know the cool thing too about what he was saying with the fans is that the fan base is the fan base is disappointed and frustrated, but still passionate. I mean, there's yes. still like there's like still super passionate, and 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 I'm not, and and I love the differentiating factors he talked about. With we're not talking about you know, sweet level people and corporate seats and stuff. You know, come on, with you know whatever. And, and by the way, yeah, you you guys enjoyed the game too. But he's but there but there is there is and was a pride um, with this team with fans in the city and it was just different uh, in the fall when the team was winning. I mean, yes. you know, just the and and even even with some of the rivalries, you know, you listen to, to Doc's show. He's got you know Cowboy Clay that calls up all the time and stuff like that. Like that 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 trash talk even meant something different, you know, when it yes. came to this back then yes. because it was a real rivalry. I mean, because there was stuff on the line other than bragging rights. And like Doc said, if nobody's winning, who cares about bragging rights? I mean, you know, if nobody's <laughs> making the playoffs and nobody's winning, who cares? That's right. But when it comes That's down right. to who's winning this, who's winning the um, the, the, the NFC. Uh, East or who's winning the, the NFC period, who's representing in the Super Bowl, that's when it was, you know, that's when it that's when it's something. That's when the talk means something. So but I Absolutely. think I think I think the city can get it back. I think uh, you know, and, and but he did bring up an interesting interesting thought where can the city get it can the fans get it back? Can the city get it back before the team gets it back? You'll and that's to, an interesting man. thing. Can the fans join together? You know what? We're gonna we're, we're gonna get this thing back. We're gonna if the if the team gets right before we do, fine. But what but the, the city's gonna get it right first, and then the team will get it right. You know what the fans need? The fans need a want to coach. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Maybe we need to do like Saturday pep rallies before the game yes, uh, up yes, there at FedEx Field and do something. All right, folks, we want to take a quick break and then we'll be back to preview week one uh, and, and also do some of the other stuff we normally do. Fake news and not and all that jazz. It's coming up on the Federal Football Report. The future depends on teachers. Every day, teachers are shaping our tomorrows, starting their students on journeys that will change the course of history. Right now, in a classroom somewhere in the United States, there's a teacher inspiring a future scientist who will make preventing pandemics their life's work, sharpening the mind of an aspiring environmentalist who will help combat climate change, and generating possibilities for a student who will be the first in their family to graduate college. It all starts with teachers who meet challenges with creativity, who reinvent education for the future who work towards a school system that lifts up every child, regardless of race, income, or zip code, and who enable the full potential of our students, our communities, and our country. Explore a career that leaves a legacy you can be proud of. Shape the future. Teach. Learn more and receive free support at teach.org. Every two minutes, a woman in the U.S. is diagnosed with breast cancer. 
And in that split-second moment in time, her life changes forever. The toll of breast cancer is great. The need to support those who are battling the disease today is even greater. And that's why when others look away, Susan G. Komen leans in. We're fighting alongside patients because we know one moment can change a lifetime. Fighting breast cancer takes funding for research to discover the next new treatment, providing access to quality and affordable health care, and people willing to take action by raising funds and raising their voice to advocate for others. United by hope, we can end breast cancer. Join our fight. Save lives. Welcome back to the Federal Football Report, 1500 AM Federal News Network. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, you're stuck with us for the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah. We had Doc for, for a segment. Well, hopefully we can get Doc back on. And again, this season, we'll, we'll reach out to all of our people like Rob Woodfork. Of course, Jamal will be on. Of course, we'll have Rodney Henderson um, when the Giants are uh, uh, in town or when uh, when the, uh, the commanders are going to uh, you know, yeah. New York. Or whenever he wants to be on the show. You know, whenever he wants to be on the show. Whenever, actually, yeah, Julie Donaldson yeah. as well. We'll have, we'll Open, have the, the, yeah. the same, you know, character sell of great guests uh, like we usually have here on the Federal Football Report. But for now, we got to talk week one. Jags coming to town. Um, you know, uh, here's the thing. You know, we and we talked about, this, I touched on this a little bit with, with Doc, you know, and, and you and I talk about this all the time. We hear certain things on media here. We just shake our head. And, you know, someone's like, well, this is a great game for the, for the Washington football team to open up. You know, oh, you know what? We should do fake news or not with this. Let's start this with fake news or not. Okay, guys, it's your favorite segment. Here we go. We're just going to do an impromptu fake news or not, because I wasn't going to use this in fake news or not, but I okay, think we okay. should. It's time for fake news or not. All right, fake all right. news. Fake news or not. The Jaguars is a perfect week one team to play for this team because they could be an easy W. Fake news or not? Fake news. Mm. Fake news. Fake news. And it depends on Jack Del Rio. Uh, I regret that. I had some more to ask Doc about this, but young quarterbacks like to play against zone defenses. It's because that's where they grew up playing just against. Read, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just read. You see, if you know, and it's easy for them to communicate with the receivers. Hey, curl, lay down in the open area. I'll find you. When you, I tell you what they used to say. They used to say, "Show me your numbers, right? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. show me your numbers. I'll get you the ball, right? If we don't pressure, if we don't get up in the receiver's face from the line, even playing the zone, we got to make them uh, think that we're playing man. We we got to confuse them. And most of the time, this defense looks like. They're the ones that are being confused. So, yeah, that's fake news. Don't think that Jacksonville uh, is going to come in here and just lay down. It's, it's not going to happen. I am, I am nervous. I'm really nervous about this because this game will decide the tone for the rest of the season. Not so much the results, but the attitude we go into the game with. Are we going to come out doing the fake jet sweeps? Are we going to come out and, and just hit the hole hard? Are we going to blitz? Or are we going to rush three? This is going to set the tone. Absolutely. And, 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 and like you said, I mean, when you look at teams and the way they're trending, the commanders have a lot of questions and we're trying to, you know, figure certain things out and what's happening here. We don't really know what's up with the quarterback. Maybe he can, you know, uh, uh, salvage his career here and, and, and show some flashes of what he did earlier in his career in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, we still got this running back situation. We got talent on the, on, on at wide receiver, uh, but then doc did a great job of laying out the, the, the offensive line questions. 
Now, the Jaguars are coming in with a little more direction. They've got their quarterback who they believe is going to be the quarterback of the future. And no, he didn't have a, a, a like a stellar year last year, but they were a mess with Urban Meyer and all yeah. the other kind of stuff going on. So they got a little bit more stability when it comes to coaching. Uh, uh, now, uh, they also have – this is his second year. you know. And, and let's not forget what he was – the reason why he was the number one draft pick. Let's not forget the Trevor Lawrence in Clemson who won as a freshman. Like, I mean, this guy is still the same. He, you know, he just had a bad year last year on a bad team, but that's why he was the number one pick because they were a bad team looking for a guy. And so, you know, let's not, let's, let's not, you know, they are a different kind of a, a situation where yes, they were bad, but the projection seems to be up or at least there's direction going that way. And like doc said, you know, we'll talk about, well, what is the identity? What do we do? Who are we? This, this team that they're facing at least seems like they have that, or at least what they're trying to be or what they think that they're, that they're geared towards. Hmm. And so I think that it's, that you're absolutely right. It, it is fake news. It's fake news because Number one, they're all professionals. Number two, there are no easy wins. And number three, the moment you think that there's going to be an easy win, you're going to get knocked in the mouth and you're going to lose because you Absolutely. think that that's an easy win. Yeah, um, and we don't know what we got because they didn't play during the preseason. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. And by, the way, and you. by the way, nobody knows what they have, too. And so and that's so right. you can you can try to project what this week one game is going to be against Jacksonville based on what they were last year. But here's the difference. That was last year. Same thing with, <laughs> with, 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 with the commanders. It was last year. I mean, yeah. last year, the team had a different name. And so... <laughs> Everything's different. And so, and so we'll see. We'll see uh, how that works out. A uh, fake news or not uh, statement number two. If the team doesn't get off to a hot start, you're going to start hearing rumors about the head coach's job being in jeopardy. Fake news or not? I think that that's fake news. I think that what would be expected uh, of, of, of any situation, any organization like this would be for the head coach to offer up a human sacrifice. <laughs> In this case, an assistant coach, <laughs> an offensive coordinator, mm -hmm. or a defensive coordinator. That's that's tradition, right? And the interesting thing here, because in most of the most of the teams, if I'm if I'm correct, most of the team, the general managers hire the coach. So the coach, in effect, in effect, works for the general manager. In this case the general managers work for the coach, which really makes mm -hmm. no sense at all. It makes no sense. Why are they there? If the coach is going to make the personnel decisions, if the coach is going to like select talent, what, what do you need a general manager for? He's like going to get coffee. Uh, you know, that, I don't understand <laughs> that at all. Right. You know, change it, you know, decided which pretty uniform we wear for color rush. So yeah, I, I, I think that in, in this case, that, that is, is fake news. I think that, 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 uh, Coach Rivera has enough sacrifices to throw into the volcano ahead of him that that'll be enough. <laughs> we won't. Uh, not early. Maybe late, but not early. There you go. All right, yeah. fake news and not statement uh, number three, uh, final one for our preview show for week one. Uh, the, 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 the commander's defense will show, will look more like the commander's defense from two years ago than the commander's defense of last year. Fake news or not. Fake news. Totally fake okay. news. Let okay. me tell you why. Okay. This, they just got this starting linebacker off the garbage heap uh, last <laughs> last week. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, um, God, what is his name? I forget his name because he hadn't been on the team. But they got him off the garbage heap two years ago, and he, he started for a while. And uh, then he went to uh, Philadelphia or somewhere, and they cut him, and Bergen and picked him back up. Mm -hmm. And he is a... He, he looks good in, in the jersey. He's, he's pretty good, except 
Uh, he uh, can't run, he can't oh, tackle, God. and he can't cover. Um, other than that, yeah, why not have him on the team? I'll, I'll, uh, matter of fact, while we're talking, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to look up his name because I feel bad. John, uh, John Bostic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very nondescript dude. That's like, I mean, certainly not <laughs> on, your, on your Pro Bowl ballots this year. And mm-hmm. nothing against I'm sure he's a fine fellow, but he's just, he just is a, he's an average player. And mm-hmm. we got so much average on this team. And, and, and uh, we need better than average. We need, we need better like, than average. Like, we, we need, come, like you know, we, you know what happens when you get average, you <laughs> average play, you end up seven to nine. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right, we, right, we need, right. We need some average. We need to get some of them dogs Doc was talking mm-hmm. about, but, mm-hmm. but, you know. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Fake news or not uh, for week one. Uh, Kevin, let's talk a little bit about the NFC East. I just want to preview some of these games. Uh, coming up on Sunday, of course, we got the Commanders at home against the Jaguars. But the Eagles are going to Detroit uh, to take on the Lions. I'm really interested in this Eagles team to see because, again, I'm a huge Jalen Hurts fan. I love Jalen Hurts when he was in Alabama. I love the way he handled the whole Tua situation as far as being replaced and stuff like that. And then don't forget, there was a time where after Tua replaced him, Tua got hurt, and Jalen had to come in, and he just came in, did his part as a teammate, wasn't, like, kind of bitter or anything. And then when he could transfer out, he went to Oklahoma. I was rooting for him when he was in Oklahoma to win the national championship, uh, or at least the Heisman. He didn't. but And then I I just love the way he handles himself and the way he goes about his business. You talk about maturity. That's a mature kid. So I I really want to see what happens with him. So I'm interested in in the way this Eagles-Lions game work out. Then you've got the Mm -hmm. Giants going to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Um... I want to see how Saquon rebounds. You know what I mean? Um, I, the Giants, I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 we got to get Rodney on, on here to evaluate yeah, yeah. this team. They just seem to be like a, to, to me, an a, a identityless team. I just don't know what's going That's on exactly there. Exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, yeah. and, and like Doc put it, you know, the first thing Doc said when he came on, he started talking about the O line and mm-hmm. and the the moves that had to be made and their position. And, and that's the way that was always the identity of the New York Giants, the offensive yep. line. I got like mm-hmm. Jimbo, Jimbo Covert, and and it, it and, and, and it just doesn't exist. It's like I think I really believe, and this is not just for the Giants from Burgundy and Gold, it's for the league all over. There are too many pos- people in the position of decision making in the league who don't know enough about football. (laughs) These are the people who decide that the color rush game on Thursday night is a good thing. What does that have to do with football? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, so what they are, not not necessarily football people, marketing people. And so now it's how can we market this and get more dollars, get more eyes so we can get more dollars, get more eyes so we can get more dollars, get more eyes so we can get more dollars. It's not football stuff. It's all marketing. It's all marketing. This is all it is, man. This is all it is. And and giant and the Giants have uh, are blessed with having Madison Avenue in right uh right in the heart of giant country. So uh yeah, they, they, uh, unless that changes and it has to come from the top. They have to get a um uh you know you know, everybody wants to get a young innovator now that it worked for the Rams, but mm-hmm. but like Doug like Doc said, some great beers every once in a while. Uh, speaking as a gray beard, some gray beards help. <laughs> okay. they, help. they help. You don't see, you didn't see General Patton trying to be innovative when he was fighting Rommel. He he went back and looked and saw, saw how Alexander the Great fought. Of course, that's how he did, right? You know, and Julius Caesar. <laughs> he didn't say, "Well, let me trick Rommel with a jet sweep." Of course, <laughs> of course, he didn't not. do all that. That's what it's about. That's about battling. Okay, right, right. I got right. excited there. Excuse me, excuse me. There you go. No, 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 no problem, no problem at all. And then, of course, you've got the Cowboys taking on the Buccaneers. That's 
the Sunday night game. And here's what's interesting about about the um, about the the, the Cowboys um, is that there's not one um, off season move they made that's productive. I mean, I, you know, you, you know, you, 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 their bank is looks like they're banking on a lot of young talent, you know, uh, that they, that they have there, but you, you, you lose, um, Amari Cooper, you lose Cedric Wilson. So those are two weapons that you depended on the last, what, four or five years, uh, Lyle Collins on a line that, a, a line that everyone seems to, to, to think that they're the same line from six or seven years ago. They're not. And they haven't <laughs> been good for the last that. three years, three or four years. But for some reason, everybody thinks that they are because Tyron Smith shows up every now and again, but he's hurt again, which, which, you know, you, you can bank on that. And and so, and then they had the, the, the guy, uh, Travis Frederick, who left because of that nerve situation he had, that was kind of weird. And so they're not the same yeah, line, yeah. but everyone thinks that the strength is the line. Um, you got Dak, who's great, but you know I just can't take the Cowboys seriously as a contender for anything important as long as Cooper Rush is the backup quarterback because there's <laughs> something about just having him backing up Dak that shows there's something about having a good emergency plan that shows a, a good plan B that shows that you're serious about your plan A because people right, always say right. you know because all these inspirational speakers and I don't mean to go off on a tangent. But there's something about Dallas that makes me do this. Um, but 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 there's some, you know, everyone says, always have a plan A. Only losers have a plan B. We only do A. No, that's not true. Be passionate about your plan A. Smart people have a great plan B as well. You know what I mean? And that's so right. if that's right. Cooper Rush is your plan B, I don't, you're just not serious. There are other players in this league who plays that position much better than him. And as of now, he's listed as as number two behind behind Dak. And I don't, and so as long as that's the case, and you didn't do anything to replace anybody on the offensive line, they didn't have a draft. We'll see how this kid uh, Tyler Smith it, it plays, but I don't, I don't see them being. I, I, I don't, I, I see them in a battle for third in the NFC East. I see the Eagles win. I see the Eagles winning it, and I see the Commanders and Cowboys back and forth between two and three. In a battle for mediocrity, to be honest with you. Uh, to me, the X factor in this whole situation in Dallas is, is, is Zeke and how they decide to use him. They, they, they don't use Zeke as a running back. To be a true running back, you got to get a feel for the game. You got you to gotta, you gotta use Zeke. Like, sometimes your game plan has got to be giving, giving Zeke the ball 25 times in the game. Right? Mm-hmm. It's not pretty. It's not flashy. There's not a lot of stats. not a lot of rack and yak and whack and smack and all the, 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 the facts that the uh, analytics guys say. But, but it's productive. It's about wearing your opponent down so that Dak doesn't have to do everything uh, on his own. Dak, there's too much pressure. It's too much it's not so much pressure, but it's too much. It's not responsibility. Yeah, everything, it's everything liability. on his shoulders. Yeah, yeah, everything yeah, is on yeah, his shoulders. You know, and it's, 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 it's the same cycle that these guys do. I mean, they did it to Tony Romo, where, like, it's like, well, everything's got to be, we're going to live and die with him. It's like, you know, people talk about him all the time. Oh, he's either going to win with him or he's going to lose it. Silly. It's like, but that's the thing. Like, everything is on him. <laughs> and so, right. of course, whether he does this or does he going to win or lose, because everything depends on him. And that's Right, right, right. And that's yeah. just too much. That's too much. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, so. this is not a show about them. Um, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Season goes like it did last year. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> right. We never know. We never know. And so Kevin and I are planning to do the show this upcoming Sunday. We're going to record right after the game. Maybe what we'll do is we'll watch the last few minutes of the game on Zoom 
together and we'll even just hit record and people can right. listen to us watch <laughs> and people can listen to oh you know we could do too this year maybe we uh fans let us know do you do would you want to we can do a virtual thing where we can let people in and we can all kind of watch the game together and then they can yeah. watch us do the show after the game and we can chime in and say what you think yeah. and all that other kind of stuff Unless we lose, then we're just going to dump all of it. <laughs> yeah, then we're, yeah, we're not going to talk to anybody about it. We'll see what that's, a, that's a good idea. Good idea. Okay, yeah. so many oh, ideas. So update on Manny's Little League football. And so he's with the Howard County Titans. Got a game this coming Saturday at uh, 1 p.m. Um, against uh, going to Swan Park in Baltimore, playing against the mm. East Side Raiders. Looking forward to it. Some non-U competition on the Little League. And so we'll talk about we'll, – we'll, I'll have a full review of that game as well. Um, in the final sec- segment of the uh, uh, show next week. All right, very good. If you could do, if you follow Doc's advice, you can let Manny sleep on the porch tonight. <laughs> you got to earn your way back into the house. You got to earn your way inside, <laughs> man. You got to earn it. There you go. All right, that's the Federal Football Report. Please share the show. Football is among us. It's upon us, I should say. <laughs> we'll catch up, too. guys. It's among us, too. It's All among right. us and upon us. <laughs> Pujols. And I'm Deidre Pujols. And we made it our mission to strike out slavery. Did you know that millions of people, many who are in vulnerable populations, are caught in this nightmare of violence, fraud, and coercion? And during a crisis like the pandemic, even more innocent people are at risk of falling victim to human trafficking. Sometimes we all take true freedom for granted. Freedom to live our life the freedom to pursue our dreams. The freedom to watch and play baseball. But for far too many, basic freedom has been torn away, often violently and often targeting those most vulnerable among us. That's why we made it our mission to strike out slavery. And we're sending out an SOS because freedom is worth fighting for. Join us. Join baseball fans. Join the fight against human trafficking. Go to strikeoutslavery.com. 